Hi, and welcome to Slices, the Deep Dish Swift podcast. Deep Dish Swift is a Supreme Swift developer conference being delivered in Chicago from April 30th to May 2nd. On this podcast, we'll be chatting with organizers and speakers of the conference. We're Kaya Malin, and on this episode, we're joined by Rudrang, who's a developer relations engineer, technical writer, and of course, a speaker at Deep Dish Swift. Hi, Rudrang. So, hi, Malin. How are you? I'm doing great. What about you? Yeah, I think we're, we're good. We're getting excited. We're recording pretty <laughs> close to the conference, so... Uh, it is getting intense. It's just, it's just two weeks left, and with every day, Josh is posting <laughs> the tweets, and it's just getting unreal at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, uh, it's. I'm both getting excited when seeing that post, and also like, oh, we still haven't recorded. We have. They still haven't released all the episodes with all the speakers. We gotta, gotta get on it. Um, but yeah, super excited to talk to you today. Um, we wanted to um, let's start out with. Um, just chatting a bit about your background and let's start with uh, where you're from and where you are at the moment. So if I have to go back to the starting, I think 2017, <laughs> I was a college kid in first year and I wanted a new shiny MacBook Air. And my colleagues <laughs> told me that a MacBook cannot play games. So I wanted <laughs> to do something on that MacBook that they couldn't on their Windows laptop. So I got to know about iOS development. Then I did some internships on that. Then I think in 2019, I won this WWDC scholarship that is given by Apple to attend the conference. So after that, I was like, okay, I can see a future in iOS development. So let's just go ahead with it. And (laughs) in 2020, I interned with Apple uh, with the voice control and the Mac Mm -hmm. OS Siri team. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, <laughs> my interns, like my visa process started just a few days before the pandemic hit. Oh. So mm. I then had to intern uh, with a time difference of 12.5 hours. But oh, wow, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun to attend <laughs> meetings at 2 or 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and I learned a lot. <laughs> At that time, Swifty, I was the new crazy thing. And Mm -hmm. they let me, like somehow the team let me work with Swifty instead of Objective-C. So that was was a big surprise for me. That's that's cool. I I have so many follow-up questions. I want to get back to um, your developer scholar application. So that Mm -hmm. was in 2019, right? So you would have, you would have, that would have been a... Swift. Was it a UI kit? Was the UI kit um, yes, application? Yes, at that time it was a UI kit application. So it was before the playgrounds. Um... Uh, no, like we were supposed to submit a playground, a Swift mm-hmm. playground, either on iPad or Mac. And, mm-hmm. But it was using UI Kit, and okay. it was a hassle to work with the memory limitations <laughs> of Playground. <laughs> what was it? What did you create in the end? So my idea for the Playground was that my mother at that time was a special educator, and she used to help children with autism, and she created mm-hmm. all the materials manually. Mm-hmm. So I wanted mm-hmm. to create an app that was a gamified app for people with autism and add mm-hmm. some AR kit to it for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we had 10 days to do this, and I had never mm-hmm. heard the term scene kit or AR kit. But somehow, <laughs> somehow after like pulling 15 hours every day, I managed to submit something to Apple, and it turned out fine. And I won the scholarship. That's, that's awesome. How did, you, mm-hmm. how did you enjoy going to WWDC then? 
So WWDC was uh, experienced at another level. Like <laughs> I could have never imagined uh, getting uh, in, like attending WWDC in the first mm-hmm. place. And mm-hmm. when, when you are a scholar, you are treated with so much of attention and validation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, when you step into the hall, it's like WWDC scholar, scholar. And mm-hmm. when you attend the keynote, you are the first one to get inside with all the media. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I think you, you don't even have to get up early to get into the front exactly. row of the yes. keynote. <laughs> oh, <and> luxury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had breakfast at like eight and then we were just going side by side. All the people who were looking at us with envy, like, what yeah. did you do in your life? <laughs> that was just going inside like that. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm very lucky that I got to attend the actual last WWDC yeah. uh, before mm-hmm. everything that happened afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I have had a, a few friends uh, going through a scholarship program and uh, yeah it seems seems really fun it's very cool that apple is offering that and yeah really sort of giving people uh, the opportunity to come because it is it is hard to it's both hard to win the lottery but it's also quite expensive to get the ticket so if you're able to get the scholarship ticket that's mm. really cool apple also had, like at that time uh, affording the flight ticket was a lot for me so they also covered mm-hmm. the flight expenses for some of the students which was very nice for by them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no i uh, that was also an exciting year with, like because kai and i we were there in person <laughs> as well um and it was pretty i think Apple sort of threw a wrench in like what everyone expected to happen when they announced Swift UI because you you sort of thought like oh this is gonna be a fun WWDC sort of similar to what what we what we're used to and then like Swift UI was introduced and I think it just changed That's like ever what what was on everyone's mind uh, mm. how did you feel about it after uh, after then... sort of just learning UI kits how did you feel about <laughs> then having Swift UI come out so so when they announced Swift UI I was kind of scared like. <laughs> because I did not understand anything of this declarative syntax and being so much uh, used to writing the imperative code in UIKit, I mm-hmm. was like, how can I just write a few lines of, and there's a whole list replicating something similar <laughs> to a table view. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they were showing the demo, it was very difficult for me. But when I came back, I watched a few videos. Uh, there was an article that did some game sort of thing to how uh, to make, uh, you learn Swift UI, so I, okay. I added in options to uh, create a gradient game where you have like a target gradient and a matching mm-hmm. gradient. Oh, so yeah. you just use the sliders, RGBG, RGB sliders to match them, and that's was it was my first application on the App Store mm-hmm. and f- using Swift UI, and that's that's when I realized okay, going from zero to one with this framework <laughs> is is much much easier than. Just writing those uh, constraints, <laughs> you yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's pretty. I think first when you saw it, it's like, can't be that easy, right? <laughs> 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 you start playing around, and it's like, oh, is this really easy? And then, of course, there, uh, you, you have to throw in the caveat there that there was limitations in the first year when there were things missing, but still, like in comparison to how long it takes to lay out a table view or a collection view, it's like, it's, it's crazy. Especially how if you want to do all the diffing, is. right? If you yeah. if you just call reload data every time your data changes, it's, it's okay. But if you actually <laughs> want to do all the diffing and and so you kind of just get that, right? The data changes, and all of a sudden, your your rows animate to the new position. 
Hmm. It, it yeah. was this amazing feeling of creating apps with Swift UI, and this still is. And now I have seen that when I'm working with any app uh, outside of work, it's usually they have started targeting iOS 16 or I'm trying to pursue them <laughs> to use iOS 16 because <laughs> like Apple, it's much easier to have the latest APIs work yeah. for you instead uh-huh. of against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so when once you started, um, once you went on to the internship at Apple, um, how did that work? Did you have a specific project that you worked on uh, during your internship or were you working on, were you part of a, part of the product like of the team itself that you were on so, so full disclosure i cannot disclose much about okay. the project the idea was that i wanted they had me create a macOS app that helped voice control get better for the actual users it was mm-hmm. like an internal tool that never saw the sun but uh, yeah. but i was really happy working on that yeah yeah Oh, that's really that's really fun. Um, and now you are working as a developer relations engineer. How did you sort of get into that from iOS development? I feel like I feel like they're, <laughs> it's similar. Like there's a lot of overlap. And I'm always I always found that developer relations engineers it's a really cool role because you sort of sit in between development and like the 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 product the company itself, and you're always like. You want everyone to be happy. You you're helping other developers, and I think it seems like such a cool role. But I don't like and tell us a bit about what you do as a developer relations engineer and how you get into it. Uh, so to just recap from after the internship in India, usually you go for a full time job that you get <laughs> out after college. But I mm-hmm. took the risk kind of thing, and I wanted to explore freelancing back then. So I just uh, worked on a few different uh, freelance projects for like in 2021 mm-hmm. thanks to the remote work culture that was going on mm-hmm. then after I, I think at that point i had given a lot of local talks at uh, local talks at local meetups mm-hmm. and i realized that okay this is something i really like doing and at that time I, I had a blog for myself as well writing about ios development I, any experience that i got as an intern and everything related to that and by the end of 2021, I was reached out by uh, Code Magic that if I want to join them for this position of developer advocate, and I was using Code Magic before that for my tiny projects and my tiny mm-hmm. apps, <laughs> and I really liked the product. Uh, so th- th- it was something that I wanted to advocate for genuinely. And mm-hmm. CICD was something I worked with before as well. And at Apple, so I cannot talk about that, but still. So, <laughs> uh, so the role is very, very different. And it, it contains a lot of context switching. Like sometimes I'm working on an article. Like right now I'm working on this article on what to expect from Deep Dish Conference. So <laughs> it's fun to write an article like that. Great. Then yeah. some, something it's about like creating videos or going to conferences or helping developers. So it's uh, helping the product team uh, with the feedback that I get from the developers and helping the product grow in its way. And it's really nice to see your feedback being implemented into the app, into the product, mm-hmm. and you write about it. So it's a lot of intermingling of yeah. many different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exhausting at times, but <laughs> I have been grown to realize. I think I am here for like 16 months now. And this will be my first like official conference 
uh, as going as with good magic so mm. i'm very That's excited awesome. about that so so then what is that you expected deep dish <laughs> <laughs> so i expected a lot of fizz <laughs> 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 and the second thing is i feel like it's going to be a mini wwdc i have a lot of twitter friends that i want to put their faces in real life and i meet yeah. them in person so yeah. i and i did not get a wwdc ticket as well so my plan is to make the most out of this experience and have meet all of them as if it's a wwdc conference in itself because mm-hmm. i feel like wwdc is made up from the announcements and the people mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. from minus the announcements i want to meet the people at deep dish and have fun with them Mm, that's awesome. I also really like the the timing of Deep Dish that it's before mm-hmm. WWDC mm-hmm. because WWDC is already announced so there will be you know everyone will be able to talk to everyone else at the conference mm-hmm. about the things they expect and all the, th- the things that might change. But we also don't have to rush trying to to play with all the new APIs yet, right? It's still mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. still <laughs> the kind of calm period before before all the frenzy. So I, I think it's uh, it's really perfect timing of the conference. And I'm yeah. really uh, happy to see a track that is dedicated to indie developers. This is something mm-hmm. that usually never see in a conference. So Josh did some amazing stuff there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think overall I I I really like how I've they really put a lot of attention into like making it a special conference i think it's it's just you you get this feel that it's all about like community building and like being a part mm-hmm. of a a community where people really care about what they're what they're doing and i think the indie mm-hmm. track helps with that because indie is not only creating apps on your own it's also about the craftiness and about the attention to detail and i think it sort of symbolizes uh like to some extent, I mean, maybe I sound biased because I develop <laughs> indie developers, but I do think to some extent it symbolizes quality, and it 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 is it is nice to have that as part of the conference. Um, so I I wanted to oh yeah, I wanted to go back to you writing technical technical blog posts and the things uh, that you're writing for your own websites. I know you've been working a lot with uh, Music Kit. I think that was. Mm-hmm. Some of the first posts I saw from you um, when I started seeing you pop up online. Um, what made you specifically so like enthusiastic about m- Music Kit? So music is something that I usually listen to all day long. And I had this dream of having my own app that I can just replace Apple Music with. Mm-hmm. So I think in 2021, I worked on this article for Stream, which was like a music chat app. And okay. back then, the the quality of working with Apple Music API wasn't uh, like it, it, you did not <laughs> want to work with Apple Music API because <laughs> working with all the tokens and everything. But <laughs> then in 2021, they dropped this new framework called as Music Kit for Swift, and it was just a few lines of code just working with the authorization part. And I was like, wow, this is the craziest thing I have seen. When it comes to music app, I just mm-hmm. took the mm-hmm. sample project, created something of my own. So it was the same excitement of working with Swift UI and just mm-hmm. replace it with music kit level of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> so at that time, I realized, okay, nobody's writing about that. Please write about it yeah, so yeah. that I can follow your tutorial. And I think I waited for a week or so, but <laughs> nobody wrote about it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, then... Screw Better it! I'm going to, write, write, I'm gonna do it myself. 
<laughs> and I wrote a few articles and everyone was reading it. And I was like, wow, that's nice that I'm getting some validation there. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, let's continue working on that. I said that I'm going to write a book on that, mm-hmm. oh, Exploring cool. Music Kit. And I wanted to have it as cheap as possible so that people don't ask, even if they ask for a refund, it's not much of a <laughs> hassle for me. <laughs> so I started working. <laughs> I started working on this book and side by side, I realized that, okay, Music Kit is great. Apple Music API is great. But what if you had a wrapper over both of them where you can have one single line of code for every single thing? So mm-hmm. that's how I created a framework called as Musadora Kit. At, mm-hmm. uh, in 2021, it was a very small framework, but I have grown it to a point uh, now that it has stuff that is not there in the actual Apple Music yeah, app itself. Yeah. So you call some it something like the private API, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But the framework has grown to a level that I couldn't have imagined uh, two years ago. So that was my journey of being in Music Kit and mm. being known for Music Kit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. I also saw you you just released a new version of Mozadora Kit yesterday. Ah, <laughs> yes. So I think I reached 500 commits there. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to update the documentation as much as I could using ChatGPT because... You can yeah. treat ChatGPT as your colleague now, yeah. <laughs> who is writing all the documentation that you do not want to do it yourself. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you're using Doc C for the documentation, right? Looks really nice. Yes. Yeah, I and think. I don't uh, want to humble brag, but it, this project <laughs> was recently <laughs> nominated for the best open source project in the Hacking with Swift Awards. Yeah, I had no idea right. who voted for it, but I'm so glad people did. <laughs> That's 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 really cool. Yeah, I remember seeing um seeing it um in there. I didn't remember what category you were in. Weren't you also you were in nominated? multiple ca- categories? Yeah, or was it last year you were nominated for up and coming? So I got nominated last year. I won this highly recommended last year, and this year I'm nominated again for the Rising Star. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So okay. if you haven't, so the people list. I think the nomination is closed today. So if the people who are listening to this will. <laughs> may know who the rising star is it may be me or may not be me <laughs> but just yeah let's see how that goes yeah no uh, i i think the it's it's one of i think the community award on hacker with swift is like i really it's a really cool one i think it's very cool that uh, he's putting that together and that the community is just voting and supporting each other i uh, i love seeing that every year so congrats on making it in <laughs> so it sounds like you you do have quite a lot of things going on especially since like you, your your main job as a developer relations engineer seemed to involve such a vast variety of different things and then you also do have your own things your own blo- your own blog and your own writing and your own frameworks how do you balance everything and how does your day-to-day look like <laughs> so the the quick answer to that is i don't <laughs> it's, it's just that sometimes I'm, when i'm very motivated i work on the weekends and that's mm-hmm. our early mornings or early nights uh, squeeze some time in 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 between the breaks when i'm working at my day job and mm-hmm. one thing that has really helped just me... Just for shift... reference, what, what time is it where you are right now? <laughs> <laughs> so it's exactly midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that kind of proves your point as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
the, the thing is that uh, I've started using or embracing like CI CD in my own apps and my packages mm-hmm. outside of work as well. Mm-hmm. So whenever I ship my new framework, I don't build it on my machine or test. Mm-hmm. The, the test mm-hmm. that I write on my machine, I don't do that. I just commit directly. And if there mm-hmm. is any bugs, if the build fails, I just get to know about it. And then I work on that. Mm-hmm. So I have embracing this idea of committing very quickly and then shipping mm-hmm. updates very fast. I think the mm-hmm. craziest I did was like five or six releases in a week. Uh, with, oh. uh, I think 20, 30 commits. So that was... Some good times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy that you can do that now, though. That feels like such a it's that it, it's a tradition, like it's a thing you do in web development or backend development that you have like a <laughs> daily deployment or even more often than that because you could. But now it's pretty cool that also, like I'd say, even App Store Connect sort of does allow you to be on that daily cadence if you want to. Like you can submit to Apple and actually get it approved within less than twenty four hours. So if you if you do want that, I don't know if you Most should. Times. I don't know if you should because I, I don't I don't want to recommend <laughs> everyone to do this because I don't know maybe. Maybe, maybe review time will go up if I <laughs> if I encourage this too much. But I think you don't have to feel as much like you have to hold things back anymore because you know that like you don't. It's it's not that you have to wait in the queue for seven days and then if you have something more you want to submit, you have to wait another seven days. Like you can actually release things when you're happy with it, and then if you have something small that you're also happy with, you can submit that as well at a, like a day later. I think that's pretty cool. But And the best part is like, but you can use advantage of test flight, right? So you can just mm-hmm. Get, mm-hmm. gather a lot of beta users for your app and then just annoy them with all the beta releases every hour or so. <laughs> which, <laughs> because getting that approved mm-hmm. is very quick and <laughs> you can get all the feedback very quickly. So the iteration yeah. process of going from your first let's create a new project to the app store is much mm-hmm. lesser now and with the power mm-hmm. of the new yeah. m1 machines m2 machines is you don't have to feel the fan of the intel machines anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so just for the reference uh, the temperature in my country right now it's around 40 degrees celsius or 105 <laughs> fahrenheit so, oh. so that was the reference for the fan <laughs> Yes, yeah. I see that. that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's seven <laughs> degrees in Vancouver at the moment. <laughs> Which oh. in Fahrenheit is freaking cold. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, we're we're having a long, a long extended winter. I'm I'm a bit jealous of your forty degrees. I <laughs> know uh, you should not be. <laughs> I would rather stay in the snow. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of CI and CD, um, I um, I've been using CI and CD myself quite quite a lot, especially when working in Teams. But Kai and I will use it as well. But I know that um, Adip, that you're going to talk about how indie developers can use uh, CI and CD. Mm-hmm. Um, how uh, how are you feeling about your talk, and what are you? T- well, tell us a bit more about what you will be talking about. So my idea with this talk is that you as a developer are already creating great experiences for your users and building Mm -hmm. the things fast but you you are usually spending a lot of time and energy manually uh, like going through the process of archiving your app or doing or doing the screenshots yourself which is a (laughs) big pain ask me (laughs) and when you want to ship more test flight builds you are spending a lot of time and distraction that could have been used in a working on your app itself let's and so the thing is what i want to convey is that 
CICD is not scary. It's just a mm-hmm. normal process <laughs> that what you use in your day jobs. And now there are many CI providers which provide a very generous free tier that you mm-hmm. can use. So I think last month was the first month I hit the uh, free tier of Code Magic in my 16 months of working with Code Magic. So that's <laughs> like 100 or 200 bills a month. So you can realize that there are many CI providers that give you the free resources that you can mm-hmm. use to your advantage as an indie developer yeah and not spend any mon- uh, money on uh, any revenue what do you say any expense on that mm-hmm. part mm. yeah and i think i think you you're touching on a good point as well that ci cd is not only about um like building for larger teams there's so many things to mm-hmm. it like things like automated screenshots things like generating um generating all the all the bills that you want to submit and i think uh it's sort of, it's interesting. I think everyone can use different parts of CI, CD and benefit from mm-hmm. it in different ways as well. Like you do not have to go around creating a new pull request for every new feature that you're working yeah. on. <laughs> you can still go on directly committing into main and <laughs> sending the bills from that itself. But the idea is that mm-hmm. you want to save energy and your time focusing on mm-hmm. what you should be doing, which is creating the app and the other parts, the non-technical parts, which is very important as an indie developer, like the SEO. I think Ariel will talk mm-hmm. more about that. And then there's mm-hmm. the marketing and a lot of things happen as in that is required from you as an iOS developer, an indie iOS developer. So mm-hmm. the idea is to just automate the mundane stuff and just focus on the exciting or the non-exciting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a lot of indie developers who think that they would like to spend more time with all the setup and all of, you know, usually there's so much to do that you usually run out of time for all the things you want to do, mm-hmm. right? When you have a new release and you're like, oh, I should really do the marketing. And then you release and you're like, damn, <laughs> I didn't get my press kit the ready yet. <laughs> it's like, yeah. damn, I forgot to tell anyone about this release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the point of automating the stuff that should be automated. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's really, that's really cool. How do you feel? Are you all, all ready? You have everything prepared for the talk? <laughs> I, I think I'm a bit anxious, but this is the first time I'm trying memes in my uh, okay. presentation. <laughs> yeah. So I really hope that people love that. And let's see, like I also had to squeeze in Fastlane because, you know, the organizer, yep. Josh, yeah. <laughs> would, would love if I mentioned Fastlane. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, yeah, I think if you're excited. at a point, if you're at a point where you start to add memes to your slides, I think you're at a good state mm-hmm. because <laughs> it feels uh, that may, I assume you have the rest of the talk outline sort of done and now you're at the meme state. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds like you have things under control. And, and I've seen that like people enjoy the memes and as the attention span is growing lesser and lesser, it's very much uh, attention grab when you have some memes and people can laugh on that. So I, I think I recently posted on Twitter about this uh, submitting your uh, successfully some passing the App Store review and there's mm-hmm. this Leo from uh, Wolf of Wall Street who is saying yes, I did it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is something I think India iOS developers can easily relate to, especially the uh, rejection part, uh, which yeah. <laughs> isn't you're uh, used to in web yeah. development. Yeah. But it's also I I do like presentations or or um talks that that do not take themselves too seriously 
right? Mm -hmm. Realistically, isn't it nice if you learn something and you're having fun? Yeah, I totally agree. Have you, so we, you mentioned that there will be lots of pizza. Have you had a Chicago style pizza before? So unfortunately, I have not. I have heard a lot about it, but mm -hmm. I haven't got a chance to do that. And on another hand, I think it would be really nice to have my first at deep dish itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you have you been to Chicago uh, in the past? Uh, no, like I have been only to US once for WWDC, and this will be my yep. second time visiting well. the US. How far of a flight? How long of a flight is it for you? <laughs> so it is a two two flights, which is like nine hours plus nine hours. I did not want a direct <laughs> flight because direct is like 16, 17 hours. And your okay. legs just, uh, I, I forgot, the, uh, they just get numb. <laughs> it's yes. just a mess to fly uh, that distance. So but it's there, a hectic yeah. mm -hmm. But there are, there are direct flights offered? Yes, there are direct flights. Uh, That's pretty impressive. Really, it's uh, like 16, it 16 hours. 16 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did uh, do like Delhi to San Francisco before. And I would not recommend you <laughs> going through that pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, when we when we moved from Australia to Vancouver, we took a direct flight, and that was I think fifteen hours, and that was pretty rough. I honestly, uh, I think I would say I prefer actually rather having one long flight than having to change. Uh, even though I, the thing is, like my legs, my legs will be numb at the end of it, no matter what. <laughs> so even after I, nine hours. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'd rather take the long flight. I gotta say, I'm on, I'm on that, I'm on that train. <laughs> um so um then i think um i would love to go over to our rapid round questions and these are rapid, rapid fire fi <laughs> rapid fire questions and they are rapid fire questions doesn't have to mean rapid fire answers so you can be elaborate um yeah. in last in in the last episode ben for example picked three favorite irs <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so it's, it's sort of up for interpretation, but let's get started with um, the first question is, what's your favorite iOS app? Uh, so my favorite iOS app, a single app, is, uh, <laughs> this, app, is this app called as Marvis. It is an Apple Music client app. It is by my friend mm -hmm. Aditya. So this app has such fluid interactions when you're listening to music on that that it is something I envy that I cannot do in SwiftUI at all. And that <laughs> is something that, that nags me. But the effort, like, as you mentioned, the craft and quality you put as an indie iOS developer, you can easily see in that app. And that's something I really cherish, uh, having that app on my home screen. That, that is really cool. What did you say? Is the, what's the name of it? So it's called Marvis, M-A-R-V-I-S. Mm. It's an Apple Music lined up. Yeah, that looks really nice. That's cool. Oh, I did actually, I didn't actually ask either. Uh, you mentioned that you started with Music Kit for, uh, because you wanted to make your replacement ah, for Apple yes, Music. Did you yes. end up releasing it? Yes. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, my, so if you have ever worked with, uh, if you have used Apple Music, right? So when you mm -hmm. create a station out of any song, you cannot go back to the next song or know what is the... Uh, you cannot go back to the previous song or understand what mm -hmm. is the next song that is going to mm -hmm. come up in the, in that station. So I found a way to do that using mm -hmm. an undocumented API. But <laughs> after talking to DTS, they said it is undocumented because we don't want third-party developers to use that. 
So let's call it private API. <laughs> but I I have put that app on test flight. I use it every day, and I am thinking of uploading the app anyway. The the worst that can happen is that they ban the app. But I still have to have the app on my phone, or I can build the app using yeah. Xcode. So I I will maybe by deep dish you may have that app on your phone. Okay. All see. right. All right. Uh, Add yourself more deadlines. <laughs> um, and what's your favorite uh, Mac app? So my favorite Mac app is this app that I've been trying recently. It's called Linear. Mm-hmm. I love the fluid animations that you get. So it's a project management tool kind of app, which mm-hmm. is it, it. It's a very pretty app for a project management, not like Jira <laughs> or <laughs> anything like that. But it's it's so fluid, fluid that you actually want to create tickets on that uh, <laughs> and then solve them one by one. So that's my favorite Mac app that I really like to have it on my dock. Awesome. Are you using it uh, for your own work or is it for, for work work? <laughs> so it's for my own work. At work work, we use Notion, which is uh, okay. not my favorite thing. But... <laughs> Linear is something I'd love to use for my own apps. All right. Awesome. Maybe you can push them to, to move to Linear there too. <laughs> um, what's your favorite iPhone ever made? Your favorite iPhone model? Oh, that's a difficult question. So <laughs> uh, I think the phone... So I got my first iPhone after uh, WWDC, which was an iPhone XR. And before mm-hmm. that, I was really envious of the iPhone 10 with that metallic mm-hmm. yeah. body. And when mm-hmm. we switched from that iPhone 8 to that, uh, I, I think iPhone 7 or 8 to that screen, like a whole screen with the, mm-hmm. yep. I forgot the word. It's a, The notch? It's some bar, the notch, yes, mm-hmm. the notch. <laughs> after a dynamic island, nobody yeah. cares about the notch <laughs> So th- that was the most glorious or the most beautiful phone that I have held in my hands. And I would still want an iPhone 10 with a better battery to replace my current one. Mm-hmm. Do, do, would you say you would like the iPhone 10 design? Do you like the iPhone 10 design better than the later design, the iPhone 12 and up? 12 I, and up? I hate the camera bumps. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Watch bumps, I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are getting bigger and bigger. It's almost it's bigger. <laughs> yeah, it's almost the same size as the, the main body yeah. uh, sticking out. Um, I think I have not included in qu- this question that I, I did not send you this question before, uh, but we do like to throw this one in there. Uh, what would you guess? How many apps do you think you have currently have installed on your phone? I think around one twenty to one forty apps. All right. All right. If you go to settings, general about how many is it actually? I think he was oddly specific. So I feel like yeah. he's gonna be a, he's gonna be right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, that answer sounded very confident. I think I can be really off from that. So I go to general, <laughs> then about. Yep, and then applications. So there are 100 applications, exactly 100. Oh, oh okay. You, I, I think, think you're the, the most lowest. accurate yet. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the lowest yet as yeah. well. Do you delete yeah. your apps? 
<laughs> yes, I. So I think even out of twenty hundred, I use like ten on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. others are like, uh, like you. You can easily relate when you are working and having those sample apps on your phone, right? With no mm-hmm. icons, and they're just yep. like sample one or yep. project two. <laughs> the yeah. h- half of them are like those apps only. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we are we're massive app hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at uh, over 400 now. Yeah, I'm at <laughs> I think over over 800. Uh, they're all for, okay. it's for, the, for they're all for design inspiration. I need them. <laughs> um, so next question: What's your favorite food item or food dish? So if you have ever been to India, we have this food which is very popular in northern India. It's called butter chicken. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, that, that's, I'm great to hear that. <laughs> so we, butter we chicken that yesterday. Yeah, that, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, when I went to WWDC, we were like, a lot of my Indian scholars, we were just mm-hmm. finding a place that we could have some mm-hmm. authentic butter chicken and we <laughs> loved that. Was it actually authentic? It was because it was some made from someone who was an Indian and they yep. knew like they what they were creating. It wasn't like an Americanized version of butter chicken. So (laughs) that was really nice. How does uh, Northern Indian cuisine differ from from the South? So uh, India is a state with a lot of diversity. So in Mm -hmm. South, you have a lot of Southern foods, Southern food. (laughs) So it's it's like every state have their own type of delicacies. And in Mm -hmm. South, you usually have Italy. It's like some rice kind of thing and they have this dosa which is mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how to what the ingredients are in English but the idea is that these these are tasty as well but I as I'm living in New Delhi I just prefer the North Indian food more okay would you say that there's a difference in like flavor profile like one of them has more s- sweetness oh, yeah. or one of them is spicier Yes, so so it's like in northern India, the food is like medium spiciest. If you go to mm-hmm. the western side, it's very spicy. If you okay. go to the southern side, it's more sweet. And mm-hmm. in the eastern side, it's it's. I haven't been there much, so I cannot <laughs> comment on that. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's interesting because I can imagine it's such a big country that you have a lot of local cuisines you just you, like have you been to india before we haven't no. been to india no um we do have a yeah, lot of indian sh- food in vancouver <laughs> but i don't uh but it's actually vancouver does have uh, which is from from the places we lived in it's surprising here a lot of restaurants actually specify which area mm-hmm. which and like if it's mm-hmm. north indian food or south indian food uh, so it's it is Vancouver has a pretty broad variety of Indian restaurants, mm-hmm. which is cool. I can like assume that a lot of people from Punjab, if you know that state, yep. uh, yep. go yes. to yep. Canada, and yep. then you can yeah definitely you can get the food that you usually get here and they establish there as well. So you can kind of have a good representation of what it is. Uh, but I would definitely recommend you to come to India and be my guest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next question is the two truths and a lie um, segment. And the hardest question. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think this so, one always throws people uh, off because they don't want to lie, which I think is nice. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good one. A good reason. So I, I'm a person who sleeps a lot, like a lot. Like it, 10 to 12 hours every day and something that I'm proud of. And 
I have recently discovered that I love cross-platform development. So you throw in Flutter, React Native, and everything around that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just exploring stuff. If you know about this Jetpack yeah. Compose, they have this new iOS uh, thing as well. So I'm yeah. very excited to try that out. So let's see how mm-hmm. the future about that is. <laughs> and most of the code that I've written in the past few months or the past few weeks is by ChatGPT, and I've shipped a lot of that. You like. It, <laughs> I'm just at a point where I'm just committing code that is written by and bought. <laughs> all right. I believe um, all of so, those. Yeah, yeah, I believe all of those too. So you sleep 10 to 12 hours a week, a day. 10 to 12 hours a day. You get really into cross-platform development and you have used ChatGPT for the majority of your code um, or all of your code the last, the last few weeks. I like them. I could talk a lot about ChatGPT, but <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that to our in-person meeting. Um, but where can people find you online? So you can usually find me or mostly find me on Twitter with mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. my full name, which is Rudrang Kriyam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you just search for Rudrang, I have such a unique name that uh, <laughs> you may, if you just go to Google and search Rudrang, you may find uh, my LinkedIn, my GitHub, my Twitter, and everything <laughs> in between uh, there. So the, uh, that's very That's good. Name. I like good, It's good to have a unique name. See, see. Yeah. I'm just but... very happy for that my parents gave me such a unique name, <laughs> which is like SEO proof for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were thinking ahead there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll also put links in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you soon in person with Rank. Uh, it'll be super exciting. And thank you everyone who's been listening to the episode. Um, the Deep Rift Swift conference is happening in Chicago from April 30th to May 2nd. And I hope to see many of you there in person. And if not, we'll see you in the next episode. Cool. Uh, that was it. That was fun. I, I will just... Uh... I just turn on the fan. It's just getting too sweaty. I'm so jealous of... I, I wish uh, we had 40 yeah. degrees. Like, yeah, when we live in Australia, 40 degrees, piece of cake. But 5 degrees, rainy and ready, dr- dreadful weather, that's that's not my jam. And we've had that for for way too long now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping to survive this summer. I think it will go up to 50 this summer. So I'm just planning to go to another country and just have a vacation <laughs> because now that I'm not going to WWDC, I have a lot of savings from that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. 50 yeah. is rough. <laughs> I think the, the the hottest we've ever had in Australia was 48, 49. Mm-hmm. One of those days was was really... We, you would go out and fe- it was super windy and felt like a hair blower hitting ah. you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and in Perth, we lived in Perth at a time, uh, which is West Coast Australia, and it's very dry, so it's not a humid, you know, sticky, sticky heat, which mm-hmm. it, I think would be a lot worse. Uh, the the dry heat was, I, I I thought it was okay. I didn't mind forty forty five degrees. Yeah, I wouldn't want it every day, but over this, <laughs> I would be, <laughs> I would be good. Um, where do you think you'll go for, where do you usually go for vacation if you want a colder place? So this time I'm planning to go to Japan. Like oh, uh, nice. the temperature there is really nice and it's a beautiful country as well. And the mm. visa process is also very easy <laughs> compared to other European countries. So have you been a, to Japan before? No, no, no. Like, I haven't been to many countries. US, mm. uh, Finland, Estonia, 
in Singapore mm. and that's it. Code Magic is based in Estonia, right? Yes. Yep. I was supposed to go to the team event, but they mentioned that the temperature there is minus 20 and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> 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 